Introducing Mortgage Matters. This is a great time to go buy a house. This is when the real estate fortunes are made. A show dedicated to helping you navigate the challenging and ever-changing financial and real estate landscape. Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac were put into conservatorship in 2008 and continued to dominate the mortgage market. Now, your hosts, Dan Podesto and Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. The fact that you're being called upon to help clean up Wall Street's mess... Is an outrage. Broadcasting outrage. live from the KVEC studios in San Luis Obispo. What economy are you talking about? It's talking about, time about. for Mortgage Matters. I like that. I like that. I do. I do like kind it's of sort of like into finishes it. it up and then it, it just says you know launch right there. Yeah, I gave I gave uh, John an attaboy on it. He was, he was here. I saw him this week and um, yeah. All right. Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome. It's nice to be back. I've, uh, I've had a, a two-week break from Mortgage Matters. I almost wow. forgot what you look like, Jim. Wow. <laughs> well, we got this monitor between us, too, so we don't really ever see each other. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like that. Um, what was that show with the Tool Time guy? Oh, uh, yeah. And he had yeah. a neighbor who was, like, always yeah. blocked off. Um, here you. Tim, Earl, I think, tool man Taylor. Yeah, I think it was Earl was the no, name. No, home Earl. improvement. Home improvement. There you go. Yeah, home improvement. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, that was pretty funny, huh? Yeah. Well, it was uh, it was nice to have a little break for some Saturdays out of town for one and just sat home for another. But I'm happy to be back. Funny yeah. how funny how a day or two off can you know re- reinvigorate rebuild you. the spirit a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So what's new? What did I miss? Oh man, we've had a couple of. Well, so, we had the the hol- Was it a holiday week? We yeah, it was just Dan, a, a both you and that's right. All we three were, of us were off on one week, and, and then, then last week, um, Will Barnaby joined the show. Yeah, and we talked about the Homes for Heroes program that he's a part of. Awesome. Yeah, and he had the guest to the lady that was in here with him. Yeah, yeah. Um, Alicia DeGrazia, realtor up in Paso Robles with Remax. Um, and so they, they are the two county representatives for that Homes for Heroes program oh. where any hero, anyone who's helping others through their profession, whether it be law enforcement, firefighter, teacher, nurse, doctor, um, military, obviously, you know, any of those types of professions that they can receive some discounts, whether it's on the purchase of a home, the sale of a home, or doing the loan side of you know, the financing side. Where's the line drawn? Sometimes I feel like a hero. Um, there's. Does it get ambiguous where. I, it's pretty. I, I felt that it was gray. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. somebody could make the case. I guess. You gave somebody a lower rate on their mortgage. So you're their hero. I don't know. I mean, thanks for <laughs> simplifying it just to rate Jim, but no. no. You're a dad. You're a dad. Can that be considered a hero? In my profession, yeah. I feel like a hero because. Yeah. I joke saving lives off, yeah. off air when people are like, <laughs> yeah. what do you do for a living? Yeah. Uh, crisis management, yeah. um, you know, and of course not to take anything away from the people that really are doing crisis management, but real estate transactions, as you could probably imagine, um, it gets, it gets heated and it gets emotional and it gets stressful. And then in the peak of your stress and emotion, you know, of moving and buying and all that, 
Then there's these little curveballs that come, and then those are the ones that create the crisis, right? And curveballs are like termite report findings or seller being unreasonable to like a mandatory repair, and now the buyers are seriously questioning whether their loan can come together or stay together or, you know, just just things like that where yeah, all of a sudden, like I said, at that peak of emotional frustration um fear anxiety all of that stuff then the little wild cards play and so those those are the things we're managing or getting fired in the middle of your escrow that's happened that would I actually had really a person quit the day before funding one time too Wow. Told my boss to take the job and shove it. Uh, not smart. Not right now. <laughs> well, I thought we were pretty much done, uh, except for that part where and everybody should know this. Yeah, you need to be completely done. <laughs> and we verify employment on every borrower, usually yeah. the day of funding. Uh, the the guidelines yeah. require it be within five days of funding. We do it within twenty four hours of funding. So it's it could a critical be the day part. It's a critical part. Sometimes it's morning of. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if if day before was busy enough that it didn't get done, then morning of could be done. Where you call up the boss. Hi, I'm checking the employment of Dan Podesto, and they say. Oh, funny thing about that, Dan Podesto. <laughs> he gave the middle finger to everyone on his way out of the door yesterday. Yeah, and if yeah, you see boy. him, I'd like you yeah. to give him a message. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh, but uh, the questions, though, legitimately are, you know, is he employed? How long has he been there? Yeah. Um, is continued employment likely? Yeah. Um, and, and that one right there always raises questions, too. Yeah. What do you mean by likely? He put in for retirement. He leaves in three weeks for retirement. Shoot. Um, okay. Crisis management. Yeah. So. Yeah. Anyway. Crazy, huh? So, People yeah. What, am I a hero? Would I qualify I to be know. a hero? You got to talk to Will Barnaby. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> Try to think about other people around the community. And that... I found music to bring us back from, you know, hero. Yeah. was rocking out. Yeah. Well, they loved it. You know, song, you listen to some country music, too, and I've seen you in your boots. Oh, yeah. Even though you're a rocker, there's I, a country yeah. boy in there, too. I was a country music DJ for 15 years. You know what song I want to use just almost indefinitely? Uh -huh. um, the new song. It's it's climbing the billboard right now, The Fighter. Uh -huh. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I believe so. What if I right fall? Now? I can't. It's it's <laughs> like a key to, above well, me. Perfect. I mean, I have to use some probably today because tomorrow is that um, special day for all moms. Yeah, yeah. Mother's my country day. is perfect yeah. for that. Have you heard but, that song, The Fighter? Yeah, it's sure. like for the mortgage business. It's like, what if I fall? I'll never let you fall. I'll have to try to find. Um, it. Yeah. It, well, it's like a. It's like the number three song on the country Billboard right yeah. now. I, I'm I, sure. Yeah, we got it. I think it might be Keith Urban. I'm not probably, positive yeah. about that. I think it is. Yeah. I'm not as, yeah, I mean, but I, yeah, I was a country music DJ for yeah. about 15 years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, I know. I'm, and I've seen you in your country element. Oh, yeah. With your Wranglers and your boots. My boots. Yeah. I haven't seen the Stetson yet, but maybe I'll wear that next week. <laughs> How many stars is your Stetson? Five. Five star Stetson? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's the top of whatever that is. I think it's five. That, yeah. rem that reminds me of a Robert Earl Keane song, but that's another day, another time. Wow, you're getting deep here. You like some Robert Earl Keane? Yeah. Yeah. 
All right. Ah. I was thinking of Johnny Paycheck, you know, for that little thing about take this job and shove it. At the I ain't shove working it in. here no more. But uh, I think we're going to go with Mother's Day today. Yeah. Of course it is Mother's Day tomorrow. Big yeah. plans? Yeah, we're doing some breakfast. That's big. Doing breakfast. We got all A the windy walk on town. the beach? Um, I don't know. It's pretty windy at your house right now? Uh, not too bad this morning, but yesterday it was whipping around pretty good. Yeah, it got windy yesterday for sure. But I feel like allergy season's passing. Do you guys feel that way too? Um, yeah, I haven't been coughing and sneezing as much. Hallelujah. And I like being out in the yard, so yeah. Yeah, that's a nice thing. Mm-hmm. Got quite a bit of housing numbers here. You guys must have talked about the jobs report last week, huh? Uh, that was the thing I was sorry to miss. We did a little bit. You know, we actually spent quite a bit of time on was clarifying some issues around the Los Osos sewer and sewer billing. So I know, I know you were here for the and I was partially to blame. I, in fact, I'll even I think I was mostly to blame. I I was the one actually that that posed the the math wasn't obvious to me based on the phone call that it was clear that if you prepaid you were out of all the interest that's all i was trying to shake down yeah i wasn't i clarified all of the financing issues so if anyone wants to know anything about los osos financing of the sewer project uh listen to last week's show perfect the first first half hour or so which is up every every single week when we leave here i barely get home jim has sent us the complete show that's our Somehow edited and ready to rock. I try to have it right after the show. I give it to Rachel mm-hmm. on Monday morning. She throws it in there into the Mortgage Matters part of Central Coast Lending. And you can listen to it mm-hmm. wherever you are, at the gym, mm-hmm. at work. We have, even have a new fancy smanchy thing in the computer here that will automatically edit the show for me if I want to. What? Yes. But it cuts out the commercials, which you guys want in your show. So I have to figure out how to not do that. So anyway, pretty cool. So yeah, um, you know what else has been grabbing headlines this week from what I've been seeing? Mm-hmm. Um, the new um, solar roof tiles yeah. are available for purchase. Are they really expensive? Um, <clears throat> they are cheaper than a regular roof. Than comp shingles. What's? Hmm. I mean, I haven't bought one yet. I say yet because I feel like at some point we're all going to own one of these things. Yeah, I got a new roof about five years ago, so I'm probably about 25 years away. Right, and <laughs> see, my roof's not that old, so I can't imagine tearing off a good roof. You know what I mean? But at the same time... I mean, when, if you have a need for solar, maybe it makes sense. I think we all have a need for solar. Well, I mean, if you don't already have solar, sure. I guess is what I'm saying. Well, and I can't help but think, too, nobody's talked about this, right? This is going to be the game changer because the old technology was, like, put it on your roof. And it's, I mean, you've seen them, right? It's a frame with some feet, and it's attached to your roof. One of the beauty, um, like, functional pieces of the roof is that there's some underlayment, some tar, and then it... It lays over itself from top to bottom. Sheets and the rain reason off, it, yeah. yeah, oh yeah, sheets rain off and rain sheets off or whatever, <laughs> whatever. Um, but yeah, anyways, why does your roof last for thirty years? Because it doesn't have any holes in it. 
You know, like that's one of the things. And I've even heard some stories about um, shoddy solar jobs that have like pierced the roof. And then you find out um, in this case, since we got rain for the first time in like 10 years, you could have learned today that you're. Uh, you know, five-year-old solar system actually caused... It's been leaking into your attic <laughs> right. for the last however and long. And now it's wet enough that you've seen it everywhere inside your house. Yeah. So anyway, that seems like potentially one of the reasons why um, maybe we end up with people just moving over to this at some point anyway. Imagine you had a solar system that's 10 or 15 years old and then your roof is getting to the point too, and then there's these new tiles. Um, so yeah, there are um, the first piece of it that was released in the new solar roof tile line is smooth black glass tiles. Um, and they say that the it could cost less than a regular roof, and that's not taking into consideration the energy production that comes out of them. So... You could expect to pay. You're a, you're a calculators guy, so here you go. You could expect to pay twenty one dollars and eighty five cents per square foot for a solar roof. I don't know how big my. That's ah, a little bit bigger than your is. foot. I think it's bigger than the footprint of your house by. Well, see, you've got a couple multi level areas. Yeah. But you know, so say you got two thousand square feet of rooftop at twenty bucks a square feet. Square foot. It's a $40,000 roof. That sounds expensive. That's a very expensive roof. But then I couldn't help but wonder, too, you know, you generally you're putting solar on it. And that's just exposure. That's, is that installed? It price? must be. It must be. Um, oh, here we go. 35% of the tiles are solar. Hmm. So those are going to cost more than the non-solar tiles. And so, anyway, um, your roof is likely to come out somewhere near the same cost. So, anyways, I do, I do kind of feel like this is, this is perhaps game changing stuff. I, I think that's been. I mean, that's one of the big knocks on solar is the aesthetic quality of the panels that are up there on your roof. Yeah, um, especially if your exposure is where it needs to be on the front. So you approach the house and. That's kind of the big thing you yeah, see. Yeah, and that's the other thing. Usually they're just on one uh, plane of your roof, and now you can have them all over your roof to catch the sun from all different angles. Sure. So, yeah. that's Yeah, there's a couple. Like I, It's been a while since I've been down there, but when I golfed on the Mesa before, there's a couple houses where you could see them and um, where it's like actual roof tiles that are up there. Um, and, it, I mean... Looks cool. They're kind of a different color, so you still recognize what it is, whereas some of these ones, when you look at the images, you wouldn't know that that was a solar roof unless you knew that was a solar roof. So kind of interesting stuff. I kind of wonder if the future of solar is going to be like not necessarily one owner, like you provide your own solar, but how far away are we from where like the city's providing solar roads or something to replace these blacktop and concrete roads that have potholes and maintenance issues and things like that? Perhaps we're going to be, be and this is why I haven't bought solar yet. I really Some like the game changers coming out and you're going to, you know, you don't want to rush to it. You were the guy that paid 
$35,000 for solar back then when everybody thought they needed to buy their own. I really like like the fact that like the high schools like San Luis High. I don't know if they've done it in Morro Bay, Morro but Bay High has the Royal Grande, where they put the solar panels on the parking lot. Why not? Yeah. Why not? It cuts down on the cost of the electricity for the school. Sure. Maybe it kicks back into the system a little bit. Keeps a little. You know? Keeps a little dirt and rain off your car. Yeah, I would think like you know Walmart and or something would be thinking, shoot, I might as well put them on well, the roof a of the store, a those... hundred thousand square foot store. I think those new um, big box stores out are newer. They're not new anymore. They're being required to. The Home Depot out there on like Los Osos Valley Road, that area. I think they have solar, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I, mean, I think it's a great idea. Yeah, it's pretty exciting stuff. Mm-hmm. And you arrive back at that old question of how do you pay for your solar? Oh, they've got financing. Or <laughs> home <laughs> equity. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I wanted to talk about that a bit later in the show. Um, home equity. Yeah, man. What's old is new again. That's right. We got we Central Coast Lending is officially rolled out and up and running completely on having standalone seconds now, which is... Lines of credit. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. You can get... Um, you know, you remember that? That was a big thing. I was so 2006-y or so. Six ish six ish mm-hmm. i was i did a stint over at countrywide and um man we gave out lines of credit if you came in for a loan you basically have to decline the offer to open up your home equity line of credit it was like you you know you get a line of credit you get a line of credit everybody gets a line of credit and that you know, just that idea that you know, I think it was the country, the countrywide way was try to get everybody in on it, so well, that if your home you had equity's a, growing so fast, you're gonna want to get get at it. Of course. So here, sit and, down. Need a cup of coffee? Need an equity line? And what better that? I think the mortgage business for a while was thriving on people living beyond their means, and so it was like. Um, just an easy, a really easy way to live beyond your means. Today's home equity line of credit is a little bit different, though, because um, most of the time it's because people have a need for, like, solar or some home renovation or something like that, and then they have a low 3% 30-year fixed. So you don't, you got some equity, but you don't want to disturb that really good loan, but there isn't really another great way to borrow you know, 25,000 bucks or 50,000 bucks to, to do something that, you know, something that you really need to do. That's going to take a little bit of capital. So I just wanted to differentiate. It's not simply a, a just a desire to help people live beyond their means. I see. <laughs> Maybe I feel a little, um, defensive about it. I don't know. But uh, hey, there's there's housing data, there's economic stuff. There's going to be a lot of talk about today. Um, let's go ahead and do the first commercial break here of the show, and then uh, we get back. We'll just jump on into it. So stick around here for more mortgage matters. To ask a question or make a comment, call 543-8830 or 800-549-5832. Mortgage matters on KBEC News Talk 920. We'll be back after these messages from our sponsors. Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. There's a common myth that home buyers need to save a 20% down payment to buy a home. 
The fact is, we offer numerous zero down and low down payment loan programs. Before you meet with a realtor, step one is to get pre-approved. Just call 543 Loan. Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. California BRE number 018-396-08. California DBO number 605-4783. NMLS number 328-358. For those of us who live here on the Central Coast, we know this is a unique place to have a home. And for over 30 years, Patterson Realty has been a vital part of San Luis Obispo County. Patterson professionals have led the way in real estate by adapting to new market conditions to make sales happen. What they offer is the quality of their people, agents working just for you. Get the experts at Patterson Realty on your side. Experience the Patterson difference. Call 544-8662 or online at pattersonrealty.com. Through seven presidential administrations, bull and bear markets, and unprecedented change, Blakesley and Blakesley has been here helping residents of the Central Coast reach their financial goals. So if you need retirement advice beyond Social Security, want to roll over an old 401k, or simply seek guidance through an important financial decision, visit Blakesley and Blakesley in San Luis Obispo, Paso Robles, and Santa Maria. Blakesley and Blakesley, for the service you deserve and the advice you trust. Member FINRA and SIPC. You're tuned in to Mortgage Matters, which airs every Saturday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Your hosts, Dan and Jason from Central Coast Lending, want you to join the conversation by calling 800-549-5832. Now, back to the show. Absolutely. And we got a call on hold. You guys want to go ahead and take it as Zach? And- yeah, let's of course. Okay. Hello. Good morning. Welcome to Hey, Morgan guys. How's it, how's it going? I came in late on the conversation. I thought you were talking specifically about solar panels, but I see it's a mortgage show. But anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> I do window cleaning, and I'm up on the roofs all the time. And I'm just really curious about those because... I didn't know how much consideration was put into um, the thought of when they get uh, moisture on them and molded, how are they on actually working on them and walking on them? These tiles, do they have grip, you know, their breakability? I don't know if you guys got into that or not, but that was my question. No, we really didn't. And and to be honest with you, I don't know. But, like, man, out at the coast, that's a, that's a really valid 
um, concern and question out at the coast. You can totally see, like, um, you know those roofs where, like, the moss has just become part of it. It's, yeah, like, sure. growing over the yeah. top of it. And, uh, I mean, I know that yeah. with solar panels, you have to wash them from time to time. So, Yeah, yeah I, too, yeah, that, wonder about the practicality that might be a, of it all. That might be a side thing for our company. We might end up washing them as window washers. We might end up, because we wash solar panels. But, yeah, some of the ones, some of the roofs that you look at them go, that's going to be awesome to walk on because it's flat concrete with grip, like a skateboard top. Right. But then when they get the mold or the, the little green fungus, all of a sudden it's super slippery. Yeah. And I'm looking at solar panels going, oh, my gosh. Yeah. You know, what, what's that going to be like? So huh. um, anyway, it was cool to hear you guys talk about it. Were you talking about, like, Elon Musk's yeah. piles? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, they cool. just went on they, sale this week. So they're not actually up, like, because I'm right over by um, um, Trilogy and Black Lake and all that. They're not actually up yet. No, I, I don't believe any of these new ones are. Yeah, in fact, the article that that brought it up here was just talking about how it's they're kind of just getting to market right now. And, um, you know, a lot of people expect these will be the, the wave of the future. So, be Yeah, well, I... Th- the last thing you were saying was totally I was laughing because I'm like, I don't want to get into it because they're going to invent something better. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's always yeah. around the corner, man. It's like I buy a new iPhone, and then the next day, oh, good, now I have the old iPhone. Right, exactly. Should've How long out. should I wait? I yeah. can't keep waiting. No. Right on, guys. Thanks for taking my call. I appreciate it. All right, it. have a good one. Should we hop to the other? Yeah, we call? got we got another one uh, waiting on here. We've got Joe from San Luis Obispo. You didn't want to say this is slow Joe, right? I said yeah, that to him on about Joe, Joe and slow. I didn't say that. What is that's the way up, I am in the morning Joe. too, so it's no problem there. Uh, uh, yeah, I had a question actually for my son, but uh, on the student loan underwriting, uh-huh. uh, it seems like that's uh, I, he ran across from me. He basically he's a doctor now, and he has a student loan that's through the roof. Uh, you know, $192,000. Oh, yeah. So, but here's the problem is that uh, he just went out to get an equity loan off of his home, and that blew him out of the water, basically, even though he had a 780 credit score, he's got 600000 in equity in the home. He thought, well, this will be pretty easy to get. And what made a, a red flag go up was his student loan, and they said they figured it, and I wanted to check with you on underwriting if this was just U.S. banks underwriting policies or or whatever. Yeah, but they figured two uh, percent. It was like thirty hundred, thirty nine hundred dollars a month. They were figuring that's what it would cost. So, which is this is a great this is a great question. In fact, we could we could and we probably should dedicate an entire show to talking about um, people that qualify with um, with big student loans. And so here's the deal. This is how it used to go when I when I first got into the mortgage business. If you had student loans, the big game was just get them deferred, because if they were deferred for twelve or more months, they didn't need to be calculated into the debt to income ratio at all. And um, so that, that well, I, think used... he, I think he did that, and that's the thing. And, yeah. and the other thing is, is he doesn't have any other debt. I mean, right. he's no car payments, nothing, and 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 everything's cool. So that's what was. So I was here, wondering, well, that blew my, that blew any blew anybody out of the water. So Thirty nine hundred dollars a month. That's what they're estimating, <laughs> which yeah. is not true. I mean, obviously, that's right. a 
crazy figure, and I'm just wondering where the underwriters come up with that. So there was a guideline update about two years ago now where on all Fannie Mae loans, um, there was a rule that you had to basically be 1% of the payment. And um, so this kind of splinters off into a couple of things. I mean, first of all, the biggest thing is what you're dealing with is U.S. Bank has um, their own rules about this. And it, it's a what we call an overlay, which is really, you know, that's the term we use for when a lending institution comes up with their own rules or guidelines to make a program a little bit more conservative than it maybe needs to be. And to be clear, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac do not offer seconds. They don't offer lines of credit. They never have, and I I suggest they never will. So um, the reason I want to kind of delineate that is because Union Bank is basically making a proprietary loan, they can do whatever they want to do. Um, now, in the in the broader picture of the whole lending world, on Fannie Mae, if the payment is less than one percent of the balance, then it basically is determined to be non-amortizing, right? Because oftentimes these income-based repayment plans, like let's say you have a ten thousand dollar student loan and you're paying fifteen bucks a month. That is not an amortizing portion. That's obviously an income-based repayment. And so what we do is now we apply a 1% factor to that, which makes it 100 bucks a month. And it, it sort of makes, in, in the eyes of Fannie Mae, it makes a little bit more sense that, you know, you're not going to be able to have that $10 payment forever. So this is being a little bit more real world about what your cash flow situation is going to look like because we're signing you up for a 30-year obligation in most cases. Uh, yeah. Freddie Mac, at the flip side, Freddie Mac has stayed a little bit more um, to the consumer's benefit on this topic where if a payment is present on the credit report or verifiable, even if it's income-based, you can still get away with qualifying with that payment. So, um, you know, in your son's case, and I would venture to say this is probably going to be true for most people with student loan debt, unfortunately, seconds are going to be really difficult for the time being. Um, he might want to look into, depending on what that money, what the need is and all that kind of thing, um, he might just end up in a spot where it's going to make more sense to to look into doing something, you know, with the first mortgage and, um, you know, getting at the equity that way. But it's it is. Oh, so the parameters on the student loan be different because it's a refinance versus a a, a second well, or PLOC or whatever you yeah, want to call exactly. it. Exactly. What I would suggest, you know, just to get the terminology correct, a first lien would be like a conventional loan or you know a standard conforming loan where those seconds. It's kind of like the Wild West, man. They get to name their terms. And, and, and really, one of the things that we know right now is that the very few banks that are offering seconds are being pretty tight about them. Um, seconds caused a lot of problems last time. Like I was saying a minute ago at Countrywide, we gave them away, basically. If you got a loan, we gave you a, yeah. an equity line. And basically, that proved to be not a good practice. So today... You, it's like a 680 minimum credit score, no major derogatory items in the last seven years. Um, right. you know, kind of just just things that more make sense. Like if I was lending your money, you would like to know that I'm being a little bit more reasonable about it. And unfortunately, that student loan thing is one of the parts where people are getting kind of nipped on it. So um, No, I, yeah, and I understand that and I, and everything. But uh, what I was curious is, is you know, on, on even $192,000, 
uh, I was curious. In real life, real world, you'd never have a payment of $3,900 no. a month. No, probably not. I mean, there's some cases where we see them like that. If you got a private loan that was a 10- or 15-year period, I've seen them mm -hmm. that high. But um, for the most part, those kind of loans get consolidated typically into 25- or 30-year loans. And regardless of what that um, payment shows, if it's on the credit report for a Freddie Mac loan, we can take it at face value. And if even on Fannie Mae, if there's a number, I mean, worst case scenarios, it's going to be 1900 bucks a month because typically we're able to use 1% of the uh, balance amount yeah. as kind of the amortizing payment. So yeah, that's what I was wondering. I thought, well, even at 1%, you know, but then uh, uh, once you get up to 2%, you're, you're, you're blowing everybody out of the water. That's a pretty <laughs> big, that's a big jump. Yeah, that's a really big jump. That's hard to qualify with that. You can, yeah, yeah. You can let so your, what would you suggest? And it's, uh, the basically, he was taking the money out to buy another home, right. uh, income property. Yeah. Well, okay. So in that case, you know, what I would suggest, first of all, is you should probably just have him give me a call and let me kind of spitball right. with him about what options are out there. Um, it just might be that taking out, you know, redoing a new 30 year loan to get at the hundred grand or whatever that he needs might be a better option. Another drawback to those seconds, by the way, when you do a standalone second, they're almost always an adjustable line of credit. So uh, okay. starts out today yeah. at five or six or 7%, but what's that going to be in, in five years now? Is that going to be a 10% mortgage? We, yeah. don't, we don't know well, that. Well, we're going up now. Is there, is That's right. Speak, I think. But if you did a new 30-year fix today, which is in the, you know, the low fours, then in five or 10 years or 15 or 30 years, it's still going to be in the low fours. So there's something yeah. to be said about buying that little bit of extra security right now and um, because it's cheap. And so that that would be my suggestion is have your son give us a call this week. Let me... Let me just kind of, you know, run through some of the math and logic and options with him and see if it if it makes <clears> sense <throat> to do it. But it it's really unlikely that a second is going to be an opportunity for success there. And can I ask one quick other question? Sure. Uh, yeah, on the uh, on getting a refinance, uh, wouldn't there be points and and an escrow fees on top of that? <clears throat> yeah, that's another great question. Um, here's how it works, though, really. Every single interest rate um, is it has a related charge or fee. So this is where you've heard about paying points, right? right? So if you did a no points interest rate, that's where you would be paying lender fees, title fees, appraisal fees, all that out of pocket, okay? And on any mm -hmm. kind of transaction, most of that is fixed third-party fees that are going to total you know, 3000 bucks, maybe 3500 bucks. So mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that can be a little bit you. of a cost deterrent. But say you have a $350,000 mortgage, there is an opportunity to do, so you could pay points, right, to get a lower interest rate, pay one percentage point. Now the closing costs go to seven grand. Well, here's something that not a lot of people know about is there's an opportunity to take a slightly higher interest rate that's an eighth or a quarter percent more, right? And in doing so, then you get what's called a closing cost credit, kind of negative points, that would then cover those third-party fees. And I'm not going to suggest um, 
today or any time that one is any better than another because it's a it's a unique situation for every borrower. Um, there's a calculation you can do to kind of make a break even point of it, whether you're paying points or doing a no cost loan. Um, somewhere on that spectrum, you're you're trading monthly payment for um, closing costs in one direction yeah. or another, and and it. it Takes so that's what the APR is, then, if you got the built-in cost, right, if it goes up? Kind of, yeah. I mean, APR at its core is an attempt to make any fee that is a basis of, you know, borrowing to equate that to interest so that you could sort of extrapolate the true interest cost of a loan. So whether you finance them or not or pay points or not, you're always going to have an APR, um, okay. And so, you know, but yeah, yeah, if an APR, basically the spread between the note rate and the APR tells you how much fees you're paying, right? Yeah, exactly. So if yeah, I gave yeah. you a 4% interest rate and a 4.01 APR, that tells us all that the fees on this thing are like negligible. They're not being financed or paid. If it was a 4% interest rate and a 5% APR, that tells you that the fees are significant. Um, whether they're being financed or paid, right? right. So you can't right. always rely on APR to tell you whether those fees are being financed or paid, but they're a real good depiction of uh, what the cost of the loan is to the consumer. Right, exactly. Okay, good. And, and, and your name again was? My name's Jason, and uh, okay. Dan and I are the yeah, owners I'll of have, Central Coast Lending. I'll have them give you a call and see what, what yeah. his options are. That just sort of blew him out of the water, and I was surprised, too. Yeah, that's not uncommon. Yeah, we get a lot of calls like that, Joe, where people, they get turned away from one of the bigger banks, and there's not a whole lot of explanation. See, it's not popular for a bank like U.S. Bank to come out and say, hey, this is how we do it, and for this reason, you're declined. Instead, they come back and just tell you almost that it's you, and it leaves you in a position where there's not a a desire to go out and shop around and find out what else is out there. Whereas with us, you know, we work with about 40 different banks. And so uh, Mm. we have a broad spectrum of what's out there. And, and I'm always going to be talking about how for this particular bank, they won't accept that, but this one will, or this one is your best chance. Yeah. I agree. I like independent brokers like you guys. Yeah. It's it's strong. I mean, that's why we're structured this way. Joe, I can't thank you enough for your phone call today, man. Thank you. Like, you it's, uh, I, I wish you'd call every week and give us the opportunity to um, help demonstrate knowledge like this. I really appreciate it. All right. Thanks, Jason. All right. Take care. All right. 943 break time. That was cool. A couple phone calls. Loving it. Let's do some more phone calls when we get back. I'm sure some of you guys got some questions 543-8830 get you in call right now during the break get all set up jim will get you on hold and we come back we'll answer your questions doesn't that sound fun that sounds fun to me all right break time stick around for more mortgage matters mortgage matters with host dan and jason will be right back join the conversation by calling 543-8830 or 800-549-5832 Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. Too often, potential home buyers disqualify themselves believing they need perfect credit. The fact is, we can finance home buyers with low credit scores, collections, bankruptcy, foreclosure, or short sale. Before you meet with a realtor, step one is to get pre approved. Just call 543 Loan. Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. California BRA number 018 39608, DBO number 6054783, MLS number 328358. We're the mortgage experts on the 
Central Coast. Central Coast Lending. For those of us who live here on the Central Coast, we know this is a unique place to have a home. And for over 30 years, Patterson Realty has been a vital part of San Luis Obispo County. Patterson professionals have led the way in real estate by adapting to new market conditions to make sales happen. What they offer is the quality of their people, agents working just for you. Get the experts at Patterson Realty on your side. Experience the Patterson difference. Call 544-8662 or online at pattersonrealty.com. Through seven presidential administrations, bull and bear markets, and unprecedented change, Blakesley and Blakesley has been here helping residents of the Central Coast reach their financial goals. So if you need retirement advice beyond Social Security, want to roll over an old 401k, or simply seek guidance through an important financial decision, visit Blakesley and Blakesley in San Luis Obispo, Paso Robles, and Santa Maria. Blakesley and Blakesley for the service you deserve and the advice you trust. Member FINRA and SIPC. You're listening to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920. If you missed any part of the show, log on to centralcoastlending.com for archived shows and more. Now, back to your hosts, Dan and Jason from Central Coast Lending. The first thing I remember knowing was a lonesome whistle blowing and a youngin's dream of growing up to ride on a freight train leaving town not knowing where i'm bound and no one could change my mind but mama tried one and only rebel child from a family meek and mild my mama seemed to know what lay in store despite all my sunday learning Towards the bad I kept on turning Till mama couldn't hold me anymore I turned 21 in prison Doing life without parole No one could steer me right But mama tried All right, mama guys, tried. welcome back Mama tried to raise me it's true story Yeah, <laughs> it's a true story only me The late, great Merle Haggard, tried. yeah Can you imagine a song like this Getting radio play today? No, and it's, only, and it's a great song. They're only singing yeah. about their bay or yeah. all these weird things. Yeah. It's too twangy, too twangy. Yeah, it's not pop. No. Yeah. Oh, I don't. When well, you can safely play that too, there's a there, there's a Tupac song about Mama. But yeah, I don't know. You don't probably want to run yeah, that one I've straight on it, the uh, air. Probably, I need to. I need You're to gonna, promo that. I need to listen to that yeah, one. Yeah, get your hand over the dump. But button. you know, I'm gonna be singing. I turned 21 in prison all day today. Yeah, because it just puts that in your head. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I just wanted to remind. Slow Joe out there. Uh, if you didn't hear our commercial during the break, that his son can give us a call at the office, 543-LOAN, 543-5626. Yep. And to be clear, when we say Slow Joe, we're acronyming <laughs> slow like San Luis Obispo. <laughs> when he said, I'm slow in the morning, I was like, Joe, that's not the kind of slow I was accusing you of being. Great call, though. I, yeah. I always really appreciate those kind of phone calls. It gives us an opportunity to... I think it lets people kind of see, too, about the way that we can interact with people and answer their questions and have that kind of perspective of the broader view of what's out there. Yeah. And, yeah, 
I, I was also, I couldn't help but, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see if we're able to help uh, his son out because U.S. Bank is one of our investors, and that's who sure. he's having trouble or uh, an inability to get a loan with right now. And we have we have a few other investors. In fact, we have a whole we have another investor that's our primary line of credit, our well, equity line of credit. Did, I didn't tell you this yet, and I'm willing to say this right here on the air. But I applied for a U.S. Bank loan a couple months ago, and I think I got declined. <laughs> um, really, a weird experience, to be honest with you. Um, it was before we had our line of credit program and, you know, and I was just kind of thinking be for all the reasons that people might like to get one. First of all, I don't want to pay fees at closing, right? If it's going to cost me thousands of dollars to set this thing up, I got credit cards. I got access to other money. I don't need to have some exorbitant expensive line of credit, but I started thinking, you know, in my future, there's a few things that I'm after. And one of them is solar. And I'm expecting for the kind of energy I want to generate, I'm expecting to have to spend twenty-five or thirty thousand dollars on solar. Well, the solar companies, pretty much, I think, out of a, a function of necessity, have partnered with people. Like if you call them up, they've got all these lending partners, right? You know, no, you can do this and you can do that and you can buy, you can lease, you can this, you can that. Well, I'm a finance guy, so I figure, well, heck, I'll get myself a line of credit, have it sitting there waiting. And I can make the determination of what's the best thing for me. I'm not going to get stuck using somebody else's lender, right? So anyways, I went on U.S. Bank um, website, did some research, ended up going, heck, I'll bite. So I filled out a loan application. <laughs> and it was a strange thing, man. Um, I never, it was never really clear to me what was happening. I gave like my social and my birth date and my income. I put my wife's stuff in there. We get all the way down to the point, you know, and I consented to electronic disclosures. And so I hit go, you know, and I'm expecting I'm going to get a phone call or an email or something. Nah, a couple days later, I got an email that basically just said the things in process. So I said, okay, cool. So then um, I kept looking at it. There were spots where it seemed like it maybe wanted me to give them my income documentation and stuff like that, but it wasn't very clear. And again, no one called me. So then I tried to call and I, I had an application number and of course I couldn't get a live body. And so um, anyway, I got busy at work. It wasn't a priority for me. A week and a half later, I logged back in and I look at it, and it basically is, you know, what I see, it looks like some kind of a notice of credit action, and it doesn't really have any clear indication of whether the loan's dead or alive or what's going on, and I'm like, meh, I'm over it. That was right about the time that we um, had started, it became evident to us that we were going to have our own standalone line of credit. So anyways, I, I kind of went through that as a a consumer approaching them on the retail side. And I got to tell you, it was, it was lackluster and confusing. And at the end of the day, I'm like, I think I got denied. I definitely didn't get a loan. Um, and I didn't get communicated with very well. So that was kind of funny. Um, but yeah, like you mentioned, Dan, we, we do do us banks, um, loans. We have ability to offer, a bunch of their products. In fact, we use them um, somewhat regularly. I'll bet you we fund a U.S. bank loan a month, don't we? Sure, at least. 
They've got a pretty sweet jumbo program. And then they've got a couple of like piggyback type of things where we can do a concurrent first and second for somebody. Um, and again, that's something I want to talk about in the next hour because now that seconds are coming back to the marketplace, I mean, man, seconds were gone forever, right? <laughs> Remember, um, gosh, Karen Crago comes to mind immediately. As soon as I start wanting to talk about seconds and stuff, um, back in the early 2000s, she was our rep for mortgage insurance. Just the sweetest, nicest, most knowledgeable woman coming in to, to you know, as a salesperson calling on us to, to set up mortgage insurance for borrowers that needed mortgage insurance. And it was kind of heartbreaking to have to tell her that, hey, we don't, we just don't ever need mortgage insurance anymore because everybody that needs mortgage insurance just gets a combo loan. They get a second, takes care of the mortgage insurance, and, you know, instead of 10% down, you'd, you'd get a 90% loan with mortgage insurance, and everybody started going to an 80% first and a 10% second, avoid the mortgage insurance. Well, when the recession happened, the seconds, man, those died so quick that uh, mortgage insurance was back, and everybody that didn't have 20% down was getting mortgage insurance. Well, today, we're getting back to a point right now where uh, lots of first and seconds happening. If you have 10% down, 5% down, 15% down, you would definitely evaluate getting an 80% first and a 5, 10, or 15% second, depending on what you needed, um, to avoid the MI. And there's, of course, pros and cons, but, um, you know, I'm bringing it up today because people need to know this is, it's back in the market now. It's something that is happening a lot. And uh, U.S. Bank happens to be one of the places that we're doing those loans. Um, I guess my takeaway is if you're going to end up needing one of those loans, you're good to work through somebody like us where we're having a different experience on what I would call the wholesale side or the correspondent side as opposed to um, going direct as a retail customer because that was an interesting experience for me. So yeah, next hour, I'm going to talk about um, seconds, those fixed seconds and those standalone seconds for anybody that might be interested in that. Um, so yeah, there was a, when I, when I left the show three weeks ago, that's how long it's been since I've been on here. The 10 year bond yield was, um, getting down there. We were at the two point, um, two something range. And, um, basically last week at the beginning of the week, we broke the 2.4, um, record again for the first time. I think it had been, um, maybe as, maybe as many as six months, we had, uh, the 10 year bond yield on Thursday closed at 2.41, um, really, Good jobs report, good things going on, you know, economically, all the things we hear about just kind of pushing interest rates a little bit higher. And, um, you know, then at the tail end of the week, we got some inflation numbers and basically found out that still there's a, an inflation problem. We don't have enough inflation. We're not getting the kind of inflation that we need. Consumer price index came out um, showing that 
the CPI was plus 0.2% and the core being only plus 1%, plus 0.1%, um, which is just lower than expected. And the interesting thing is, is that there's a 75% chance now that the feds are going to raise rates in June, uh, which is right around the corner. I mean, here we are, we're almost in the middle of May. Um, and so generally speaking, we raise interest rates to, um, to counter inflation. So here we are in this cycle where the feds are poised to in raise interest rates Dan, you remember for years they told us that one of the things that the Fed was looking for as an indicator to begin action of raising interest rates was um, that that you would have a measurable and meaningful inflation. Remember that? Sure. They were going to stabilize housing, going to get uh, the unemployment rate. Wasn't the first... Man, this feels like years ago now, but wasn't the first metric getting um, the unemployment rate before below five and a half percent or something like this? Remember that? It was six and a half or five and a half. It was pretty, it was kind of a tall number. I want to say it was six and a half, six, six and a half percent, something like that. So we were going to look for stabilized housing, unemployment rate below six and a half percent and, and meaningful inflation. Well, the unemployment rate's really low. The housing market is really strong. Uh, maybe even stronger than we want it to be. And inflation is nowhere to be found. Almost non-existent. So um, anyway, that CPI number coming out on Friday kind of gave a little bit of a, um, a, a knock down. There's a little bit of a bond rally there where the yields fell a little bit. We got some positive um, mortgage rate correction. And, uh, you know, just kind of reminds us that, that inflation number is a big one because if we're going to keep this track of raising interest rates without inflation, what is that ultimately going to do to the economy? Is it only going to knock back those inflation numbers even further and put the economy into more peril? So kind of an interesting way to finish up the week. We got the 10-year bond yield fell back down to 2.34 and mortgage rates are, are getting a little bit better, but... um. Hey guys, we got a whole nother hour with you. I want to talk a little bit more about housing. We're going to talk more about these seconds, the idea of doing piggybacks and standalone HELOCs. So go do whatever you need to do. We'll be back in about five minutes for a whole nother hour of Mortgage Matters. Stick around. Welcome back. You're listening to Mortgage Matters with host Dan and Jason from Central Coast Lending. If you want to join the conversation, call the show at 543-8830 or 800-549-5832. Now, here's Dan and Jason. Back through the years, I go wandering once again. Back to the seasons of my youth. I recall a box of rags that someone gave us. And how my mama put the rags to you. Every piece was small And I didn't have a coat And it was away down in the fall Mama sewed the rags together So in every piece we loved She made my coat of many colors That I was so proud of As she sewed she told a story 
she had read about a coat of many colors Joseph wore, and then she said, Perhaps this coat will bring you good luck and happiness. And I just couldn't wait to wear it, and Mama blessed it with a kiss. My coat of many colors that my mama made for me Made only from rags, but I wore it so proudly oh, All right, guys, we welcome no back money, well, was Of course, that's a, could be. another nod and to Mother's Day tomorrow yeah. I wish all the mothers out there happy Mother's Day Got some cheer in your eye, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. The, I guess the coat is on display at Dollywood. Oh, yeah? In there. Yeah, I've heard that. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So it's a real coat? It is a real coat. Yeah, she actually did sew the coat. What's with, yeah. what's with country music yeah. actually having all this old truthful stuff? Yeah, who knows, huh? There's a little cheer in your eye in this thing. Yeah. There you go. Great. Hey, well, guys, uh, thanks much for being with us. We enjoyed a couple phone calls the first hour, so I want to remind you guys, the interactive radio show here. If you have a question or a comment or a concern, of course, you're welcome uh, to give us a call and, and share it. We'd love to hear from you, 543-8830. Um, the first hour, we got a great phone call from uh, Joe, who was talking about his son who was a doctor and had some big student loan debt. We Man, we see that a lot. There's definitely student loan debt, something a lot of people contend with um, for qualifying. And it, it can be problematic for sure. But I wanted to just remind you all again that not all lenders are equal. Not all lender, lenders have access to all of the product and programs. And so um, if you heard no somewhere... Um, it doesn't mean that it's a no everywhere. And I know I mentioned this earlier, but I just want to say this again. It's not popular for a bank to, to look at you and decline your business um, and, and, and suggest that you may find success at the next door. Um, because picture this, if I'm Wells Fargo and you, you have your, you're in the branch because you have your checking account with us and you know, you you have investment accounts. You have all these different things that you do with Wells Fargo. And then one day you're interested in getting, um, you know, a second on your home or refinancing your house or whatever it is that you might want. And they decline you. Um, they don't want to tell you, hey, we can't do this for you, but we know for sure that uh, U.S. Bank can or Central Coast Lending can. Um, because now you're <laughs> now you're sort of you went from being a customer under their care of whatever they have, their product and services. Now you're out in the market and you might just go to a competitor to get that need met and then create a new relationship or find out that there's another bank out there that might just be a better fit for you. And so when they tell you, no, they, they're good at making it sound like, you know, it's not us, it's you. And the reality of it is, is that most of the time, um, you know, barring in a really significant lack of qualifying, you know, for you were bankrupt yesterday or your debt to income ratio is 80% or something that's just 
really at the far end of the spectrum, um, you're going to run into these things at different banks. They've got um, different desire. Um, some things are really a hot point. We had a great one of our one of the investors that we sell loans to came to town this week and took us to Granada. Yeah, I want to tell you guys, first of all, Granada's a pretty sweet spot. If anybody is willing to take you out to dinner on their dime, have them take you to Granada. That's a place to go. They have um, some beautiful wines and some fantastic appetizers. Their entrees are great. It's a great, just a, sitting out there kind of street side at night with the lights. I mean, you can't help but feel like for a minute, I almost feel like I'm like in some european city on a canal or something it's really a cool spot um but the reason i bring it up we're out there with this investor um the guy that owns the company refuses to do cash out loans on an investment property ah it doesn't matter if you make 10 million dollars a year if you're asking for a minimal cash out amount whatever it is it just doesn't matter this dude has drawn a firm line and refuses to let any product in his company be a cash-out loan on an investment property. Um, that's a great example. Why? I mean, we asked him that night, what is the deal? Why are you hung up on this? And um, there's not a good answer to it. It's a, it's a sticking point. He believes um, that there are some exposures to his company that are just no-brainer things to avoid, and this is one of them. I bring this up as a great example because I think it's a weird one. Um, but, hey, sometimes the board to the bank, you know, the board of directors gets together and they're checking things out and reviewing types of business they want to do. Imagine this question to the board of these are all stuffy, well-dressed folk that have a lot of money. And they say, hey, guys, um, we're about to do... You know, we're going to we're rolling out this new line where we're going to we're going to loan to people to buy condos. What do you want the minimum credit score to be? That's a great question. What would you want it to be, Dan? I don't know. Pick, don't answer as the dude that runs Central Coast Lending. I want you to answer as the the guy that's on the board for the investment bank that's setting up criteria. This is a guy that's making a couple hundred grand a year, and you know he's carrying a briefcase in and out of work and stuff. He's got a tie that's probably too tight. Um, what do you want? Someone with good credit. Well, you have good credit, right? You're on the board. You don't even actually understand bad credit. It's like life decisions have led you to poor credit. And that's not my problem. I don't want to get in bed with you. Um, well, what's bad credit? And, you know, so where do you draw the line? Um, we know, like Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, what's the minimum credit score for Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac? Um, Generally around 620. I would say 620. Yeah. Yeah. It's really 580. Yeah. Have you yeah. seen one of those get approved? I've not. Okay. <laughs> um, no, you got to be something special to get an approval down to 580. But the fact is you could. Um, most banks, however, and even out of the 40 banks we work with, 95% of them are going to put a, a line down in the sand at 620. Yeah, we know the program's going to let you play around if you're a 601 or a 605 or something like that. Um, we don't. So you... you 
I'm developing a topic here. Are you figuring it out? Banks have different appetite for different thing. They create these overlays. They give you these things that they will and won't do, and they never tell you this is just how we do it. So when a new investor calls me and says, oh, we'd love to buy loans from you. All right, well, tell me about your overlays. You know, and some of them say, we have no overlays. There isn't a single overlay at our company. We follow the Fannie Mae guidelines to a T. That's kind of music to my ears. There's only a few of those. I was going to say, I don't know that there's any company that truly offers the full version of every program in its entirety. I don't know that any You can't offer the that. full version of everything. Like so I got to think of a company like Carrington Mortgage for example, one of the investors we sell loans to. They do not want a borrower with a credit score better than 680. They they don't accept that. They only want the the lower credit where they can make higher margin. They've chosen to offer a business model well, that's not a only higher that, margin business model. Not only that, but their entire process is really attuned to understanding how to evaluate a somewhat credit blemished borrower and they they live in that world that's where they're comfortable and they don't you know yeah it's it is a higher margin and you're right about that i think the biggest part of that though is that they are choosing to specialize in a neglected part of the market where if you are good at it you can properly manage the risk with the reward, right? But make good credit decisions that will lead to a profitable company, even when you're toiling in those loans that are, you know, gosh, it's like the one man's trash is another man's treasure, right? We have some investors that we work with that um, are the exact opposite of that as well. They have really low margins, translate that into the best interest rate that a consumer can get anywhere, period. How do you run a shop with the lowest possible profit margins? The most spot-free vanilla borrower, no issues, 800 credit score, 50% equity, you know, you've got this borrower's a W-2 borrower with gobs of savings. Okay. That's a borrower that's going after just, you're just, you want this borrower? You better have the best interest rate in all the land. So is it a surprise at all that there's a company that caters to the perfect credit borrower and a company that caters to the blemished credit borrower? I really hope that doesn't surprise you. Um, this is why our company is successful as it is. When you come to me, I need to figure out where on the spectrum do you fall, one extreme or the other. Are you the guy that needs that special consideration and accommodation? Are we looking for a lender that's going to be tolerant of these little blims you have? Or... Are you that borrower that's like remarkable A paper and going to get the best of the best interest rate and closing costs that are out there or somewhere in the middle, right? And and knowing that, um, this is where I always kind of like roll my eyes a little bit. I get you. You know, you like Wells Fargo. They've got a cool logo. They've been around for a hundred and something years. They're in every town in America. Um can you tell me which client are they serving? Do they like the, 
I mean, and I can even ask you this, Dan, or do they like the Blem guy or do they like the perfect credit guy? What is really their bread and butter, their niche? And now, I mean, how would you answer that? Wells Fargo? Wells Fargo likes to compete for the top echelon of client, the the high credit, you know, well-qualified borrower where there's a slimmer margin on the back end. They've got the power and the capital to be able to compete in that space. That's what they like. Yeah. And so as a consumer, how do you know that? <laughs> do you, you know, consumers, they don't even have that vantage point at all. And, and rarely is a consumer even actually very good at self-diagnosing. <laughs> what kind of client am I? Where on the spectrum do I go? Well, I have a 731 credit score. Okay, where's that put you? Solidly mediocre. Um, very solidly mediocre. Almost good. Um, anyway, the reason that we structure our company the way that we do is that we're not working for any one bank. I don't have to try to fit every round peg into the round hole. We literally have a, you know, a, a nut for every bolt. There's a spot. There's a bank out there that is looking for the kind of borrower you are. Um, and the best way to get to that, I believe, is through a company that's structured the way that we are. I'm going to try to help guide this plane to the runway here. Do it. All right. So one of the things that you'll find when you're out there is folks who need access to some of their home equity. They go into their favorite banking institution and they're not offering them. They're hard to find. They're not out there. You can't find one. Good luck. We can redo your first mortgage. Can't give you an equity line. Can't give you access to that home equity line of credit unless you touch that low interest rate first mortgage that you got back in, oh, good old 2014 or something like that. The three and a quarter, 30-year <laughs> yeah. fixed. But I don't want to disturb that. It's 400 grand at three and a quarter. Right. And all I want is 50 grand a line of credit. Today, Small the prevailing rate's closer to four and a quarter. So I'm going to give up on a $400,000 loan. We're talking 200 bucks a month. That's just down the interest hole. I need 40 grand. I'm not going to pay closing cost plus an additional interest of $200 on what I already have financed to get at 40 grand. You've got to be out of your mind. Right. So so we found that you know there's this hole in the market, very few options for equity lines. We searched far and wide and we found a great investor for um, lines of credit. So if you're one of those people, you've got, you, you did a refinance in the last three, four, five years and have a great fixed rate, low interest rate loan, but now your home is appreciated and you've got projects or maybe you've got kids going to school or, you know, you just, you just need access to equity for any variety of reasons. We've got a standalone equity line product now. Um, and it, it's a great loan. It's, you know, it's tied to the prime interest rate, like equity line of credits are equity lines are, um, it's, uh, it's something that's, it's a revolving, you know, like a credit card, you have a 10 year period on which you can draw from this equity line and repay it. And then after that 10 year draw period is over, there's a 20 year period, which you repay it on an amortized, uh, repayment schedule. So it's a, it's, it's a great product for you when you don't want to touch uh, an existing low interest rate first mortgage. 
um, but you want to get access to that line of or that equity that you've built in your home, um, you can get up to ninety percent, or I should say eighty nine point nine nine percent of your um, loan, the value of your home, um, and up to a three hundred thousand dollar <throat> credit line. So there's some people, you know, and, and again. It, there's some reason why you're looking at a second as opposed to just getting a new first. That reason gets a little bit harder to understand when you're borrowing two or three or, you know, $300,000. Now we're looking at that going, man, when you talking about putting that much money on an adjustable rate, sometimes it just makes sense to redo what you got on the first. But sometimes you can't, you know, like here's an example for you. Let's say that I have a million dollar house out at the country club. That would be an affordable house at the country club, by the way. They're getting to be more than that. And then I have a conforming loan of, you know, four hundred well, now $421,000. And I, I purposefully have that. That's how I could get the best rate in terms that I could get. But I really wanted to, I only wanted to put five hundred grand into this house, maybe four hundred grand into this house. There's reasons why people want to keep their cash aside for other things. Sometimes for a business. Sometimes it's just they need to put it into the market. There's different investment vehicles that they're working towards, and they don't want to liquidate these things. So anyway, there's an opportunity for you to to get a second, um, have something like that. Um, I wanted to mention, too, this is really for owner-occupied or second home. So you're not going to be able to get this on your investment property. That's not what this is geared for. It's your your personal residence or your second home, vacation home. So something that's not income producing. Um, and, you know, it's a it's got a, a 680 minimum credit score. So this is and this is again, we were talking about this in the first hour. This is something where this is a proprietary loan. This is not a loan where, you know, anything fits. It's it's geared towards designed for a very specific client or better in mind. And so it's got a 680 minimum credit score. And just really quickly for comparison, U.S. Bank has a 700 minimum credit score. That's right. We have another equity line investor that I believe their minimum credit score is 720. Right. So this one's actually a little more. A little more lenient yeah. in that regard. Um, they do have uh, require that the borrower be free of major derogatory items in the preceding seven-year period. So um, major derogatories is kind of industry speak for those big bad credit things. Bankruptcy, foreclosure, short sale, um, those things that are they're pretty monumental in your life. You know, something major occurs. Um, you can't have that in the last seven years. The debt-to-income ratios are also a little bit more strict. You can only go to a 43% debt-to-income ratio. Um, if you're going up into the 95 type of place, it's got to be 41. We actually, in California, are limited to the 89. You're right. I see the asterisks now. Um, so, you know, in any case, I'm thinking that there are people out there that are for a variety of reasons that might be interested in this. Um, what's the minimum line amount? 30,000? No. Um, the minimum, they're really, 
is no minimum line amount. Um, you know, they they offer lines below fifty thousand. I mean, you could get a twenty five thousand dollar line if you wanted. Um, it there we do run into issues with these because even on these loans, we're looking. We we do these tests. They're called high cost tests. And um, the lower the loan amount, the tougher it is to get them through those high cost tests because there are still some fees um, with these loans. And those fees often are fixed dollar figures, like whether it's for a title policy or an appraisal or whatever it may be, um, that fee will be a much larger component of the I guess the APR than a, than it would be on a higher loan amount equity line. Yeah. So it, there may be some minimum based on the high cost tests that we have to run loans through, but you know, the published guideline is that there is no minimum line amount. Um but the maximum line amount as you said was uh was 300,000 max combined debt on a property including this line of credit that you'd be applying for is a million dollars um and then you know since we're on this topic of of products that we offer that are kind of unique and new we offer this equity line or a closed end second mortgage as a piggyback product right so that's a way like if you're buying you know one of these country club homes that you're talking about that are a million dollars um you can <clears throat> You're often forced into jumbo financing where the guidelines are more conservative, credit standards are higher, you need a lot of reserves in the bank. Um, maybe the interest rate's just higher on that jumbo product. You can instead look at a piggyback transaction, which means you're doing a first and a second mortgage in tandem to buy your home. It might help you to avoid mortgage insurance because you're putting less than 20% down. Um, it might help you to stay in the conventional loan world rather than jumping into the jumbo loan world. Um, so there's different reasons why you might consider doing a piggyback transaction instead. And and this is something that we can now offer. And we can offer those piggyback transactions up to 95% um, combined loan to value. And that's pretty amazing to be able to just put 5% down, avoid mortgage insurance, avoid jumbo financing, um, you know, get those nice conventional first mortgage interest rates, and then you can either get it as a line of credit or a second, a fixed second mortgage at a very reasonable rate. I think we just closed one of these piggyback transactions to 95% um, this week, or it was last week, and the interest rate for that particular client was, I want to say it was around mid-sixes, it was like six and five-eighths or something like that for that transaction. Um, so it was, you know, those, that's a reasonable rate for a second lien. I'm thinking back to when I got into this mortgage 10. business. 10.875. Wow, 13.875 all day, every day. It was, yeah, you were, you <laughs> were, were looking at, at big, big interest rates, double yeah. digit interest rates. Um, you know, I, I, I want to go back real quick to, you know, as we're sitting here talking about it, I shared earlier why I was exploring getting a second, um, on my house, um, for solar. I I felt like, um, and again, not that I would have exercised that that way, but I just wanted to know, you know, kind of what the terms and all that would be if I could, if I could get one of these lines of credit to be able to know how it compared in the market to what else was out there. Um, so yeah, maybe you're looking at solar. 
solar can be fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, thirty thousand dollars, depending on the kind of energy that you need to generate. Um, not everybody has that laying around. And at the same time, um, if you do have it laying around, is that the best use of it? You know, just, if there is an affordable way to finance it, you know, it's just it's worth looking into. But here's another thing. Um, we know now the housing market's tight, right? That's no secret. <laughs> if you're dissatisfied with your home, um, where you wish it had another bedroom or bathroom, or you really wished that that kitchen had those things that you just long for, you know, upgraded appliances and granite countertops, all these kinds of things. And you're looking at it going, I just am wanting some way to get, you know, 30, 50, $80,000 worth of improvements in my house uh, in an affordable way to be able to take care of these things. And again, you have a first that you don't necessarily want to disturb. We had, um, you know, I know we talk about this from time to time on the show. I know we talked recently about the renovation loans. We have the ability to do construction financing and renovations. Those are great options for you. Um, I want to just kind of throw this out here again is, you know, just kind of in the tool bag of, of what it is that you have. You're going to call us up. You're going to say, hey, I was listening to the show this weekend. Um, I been talking to my husband and we really do want to do a remodel. We want to do some, you know, upgrade the patio out back to have, you know, a nice barbecue and jacuzzi with a good, you know, lighting. We we've been wanting new appliances in the kitchen. We've been putting it off for years. Our tax base is so low. We know we're not going to sell. Um, we just can't even afford to sell. So now we're looking to, to put $80,000 into the house to sort of, you know, put put a fresh appeal to it and, and make it, you know, kind of the, the house that not only is it just functional, but it's something that we really like and we want to enjoy. All right. Well, when we sit down now, this is what these consultations are about. Here's some options for you. You know, we got to look at the kind of loan you have already today. We have to look at the interest rate, term remaining, affordability. You know, there's so much that goes into just analyzing what you have today versus what these options may be. Sometimes you need to do a renovation loan. Sometimes you need to do a line of credit like this. Sometimes, um, you know, for some borrowers, they come in, they've been paying for eight years. They've got a ton of equity. Both have made great raises at work now, and they're in a great spot. Um, they want to take out $80,000 and get a 20-year fixed on just a normal old conventional loan, um, harvest a little equity to, to do the improvements, but then but then shorten up the amortization and bang it out into a lower rate. Yeah, it's going to have a higher payment, but it, it fits their budget and, and means to do so. Um, so you're getting the idea now. And by the way, um, I'm getting the break sign here, but let me just tell you. This is why computers aren't replacing loan officers, you guys. Mm -hmm. This is why you're not calling quick in <laughs> and getting, you know, a good layout of what all of your options are. You're you're not going to find such a comprehensive approach that's looking at all these things, have all of these products, ability to do 
you know, from the spectrum of the kind of bar you are to the kind of house you have, all of the different things, we're going to be able to sort through all of that, right, just specifically for you, come up with options and be able to walk this thing out in a way that you're, you know, this is this is what we mean when we're talking about um, being able to get like boutique service from a company um, that's right here in town. It's It really is a powerful thing and uh hope you guys will take advantage of it. I mean, we, we have fun doing it. Of course it's a for-profit business. So we're always looking for new clients. If you're looking at a transaction for any reason with another lender, let me throw my hat in the ring. Um, at the end of the day, as much as we talk about all these great outlets and products and programs and knowledge, I'm also most proud of the fact that we got better interest rates than most lenders out there. Um, that's a, that's definitely a hot point for us is to make sure that we are not only offering all these products, um, and programs, but also that we're able to compete, um, at the best price point too. So, uh, if you need any of that help, you can call us this week at five, four, three loan, or go check us out at centralcoastlending.com. We're going to do a commercial break here. Cause I kind of talked through where it fit a minute ago. I know I'm ready as soon as you are. All right, hit go. And we'll have another Mother's Day song. Come hit go. We'll do a commercial break. We'll be back in a minute with more Mortgage Matters. Mortgage Matters with holders 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 with host Dan and Jason will be right back. Join the conversation by calling 543-8830 or 800-549-5832. Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. There's nothing like the euphoric feeling you get when you find the perfect home. The last thing you want is the embarrassment of discovering you don't qualify. It can actually cost you your deposit. Before you meet with a realtor, step one is to get pre-approved. Just call 543 Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. California BRA number 018-39608. DBO number 6054783. MLS number 328358. We're the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast Lending. For those of us who live here on the Central Coast, we know this is a unique place to have a home. And for over 30 years, Patterson Realty has been a vital part of San Luis Obispo County. Patterson professionals have led the way in real estate by adapting to new market conditions to make sales happen. What they offer is the quality of their people, agents working just for you. Get the experts at Patterson Realty on your side. Experience the Patterson difference. Call 544-8662 or online at pattersonrealty.com. Through seven presidential administrations, bull and bear markets, and unprecedented change, Blakesley & Blakesley has been here helping residents of the Central Coast reach their financial goals. So if you need retirement advice beyond Social Security, want to roll over an old 401k, or simply seek guidance through an important financial decision, visit Blakesley & Blakesley in San Luis Obispo, Paso Robles, and Santa Maria. Blakesley & Blakesley, for the service you deserve and the advice you trust. Member FINRA and SIPC. You're tuned in to Mortgage Matters, which airs every Saturday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Your hosts, Dan and Jason from Central Coast Lending, want you to join the conversation by calling 800-549-5832. Now, back to the show. Times 
I was just texting my mom. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I'm trying to figure out how I can see my mom tomorrow. Yeah. So far away. Yeah, but, but you know, it's worth it. I know. So I talked to my yeah. wife and my kids yesterday about just getting up at like, mm-hmm. I don't know, 5.30 or 6 or something. And just yeah. sounds crazy, but I think we're just going to bomb down south tomorrow for the day. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. I mean, it's it'll be a lot of driving for sure, but... Uh, you got to celebrate, I, mom. I know, and here's the thing too. Mm-hmm. I know there's so many. I'm. I feel really lucky that I. I still have my mom. I mean, she's not uh, even old, but yeah. I know there's a lot of people that would do. They would drive anywhere to get to go see their mom. So I'm like, well, you know, that's why I, I took I a couple go. of weeks off ago because I got the call that my mom was like really, really sick. Oh no, and that's why I wasn't here. Uh, I didn't know if she was going to make it, but. She, doing special, she did, and cool. it's kind of a special Mother's Day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. right on. See? Yeah, so. It's, Perfect. Yeah. So I'll be with Mom tomorrow. Cool. Nice. And it's awesome. Yeah, anyway, that's killer. Got, yeah. We're going to switch gears here um, just a little bit. We've got one of our loan officers on the line. We've got Lauren Francisco. She's calling in from an open house out there. Where are you, Lauren? Hi, guys. I am going to be out in Templeton, actually, from 12 to 3 at an amazing wine country via, and I wanted to tell you guys about it. Yeah, let's hear about it. So this is uh, beautiful. It's like over nine and a half acres, uh, 3,800-square-foot home. It's at 855 Venice Road in Templeton. And it's an amazing Mediterranean wine country-style home. Um, it's, it's gorgeous. You guys need to come out and see it. Yeah, I'm. You sent me a link on my phone, and I'm. It's playing a little, like a home tour video thing, and mm-hmm. oh my gosh, this is an amazing house. Yeah, I'm really excited to go see it, and it's being presented by Bill and Linda Nelson of Realty One and Atascadero, and uh, they've been longtime realtors here in our town, and I know they're really excited to have this listing to show everybody as well. I'm afraid to ask how much it is. It looks so grand point, and amazing. One point four seven, mm-hmm, which is for the the pictures, the acreage it's on, the location. I think that's a great deal. Yeah, that seems surprisingly reasonable for what I'm seeing here. I was this looking. Is amazing. Yeah, I was looking at a house yesterday that was down like Edna Valley, but similar yeah. for three million bucks. Yeah. And wow. I, I just pulled up the listing. I was like, man, look at I showed it to my wife just drooling over it. Well, one day maybe we'll win the lottery and we could live in a $3 million house. But I'm looking at this one for 1.4. This one looks like a smoking deal. What a view. Absolutely. And it was built in 2005. And in October of 2005, it actually sold for 1.25, <laughs> which is amazing that it hasn't gone up more than that in the last 12 years. 
Wow. Yeah. yeah. Sounds like Lauren is a mother. Yeah, <laughs> she she is. Yes, how can you tell? Happy Mother's Day, Lauren. <laughs> yeah, happy Mother's Day. Awesome. Yeah, a couple of well, others. Everyone, come on out and take a look. It's from 12 to 3, and I'll be out there running loan profiles, loan scenarios for anyone who has questions. Um, we can get real creative, just like Dan and Jason were talking about, about different ways to put a loan profile together for you guys to make it work. Cool. Oh, you're going to be out there pre-qualifying buyers right there? Absolutely. I'll have my computer. I'll be all set up. And I'm even going to have some of my famous homemade strawberry jam for anyone who wants to come grab one. Wow. <laughs> nice. Look at you. <laughs> hey, cool, Lauren. Thanks for calling in. Thanks for sharing this with us. Um, hopefully you'll get some people out there to come check it out. Absolutely. Thanks for taking the time to talk to me. All right. Good luck. All right. Take care. Thank you. I pulled it up on the web, 855 Venice Road in Templeton. Yeah. Well, you know what other, the other thing, too, <laughs> is amazing. I look at these houses. I mean, I want to live in a million and a half dollar house, don't yeah. you? Yeah. This is four bedroom, four bath, over 3,800 square feet, three car garage. I want to, <sighs> every nice. time I look at one of these homes, by the way, I would want to buy it furnished. <laughs> I want all your stuff too. Yeah, I'm you've got at, good style. I'm looking in the garage. Did you make it to the garage photo yet? On the I don't know. It just keeps playing. The views are amazing. It's got to be on some kind of hilltop look at, here. Look, look, look at this garage. <laughs> this has got to. This has got to just talk to you. Look at the organization. We got shuffleboard. We got ping pong. The bikes hanging perfectly. Yeah. Does it come with all the stuff? But, I mean, that's that's what I'm saying. That's what I would want to do. That's wow. a man's garage. Oh, man. Sure. But the whole place, it's obvious attention to detail. Wow. Uh, awesome. Yeah, really killer. I love that Porsche. Yeah. That's awesome. It's a nice place. Yeah. Check it out, you guys, if you want to look at the pictures that we're all drooling over. It's 855 Venice Road. Um, and... Uh, yeah, like Lauren said, she'll be out there from 12 to 3, so you could go on out there and uh, have a look at it and see. I got to uh, say my favorite room is the garage. It's a man cave that's garage. That's nice. Wow. That's uh, amazing. Yeah. 9.6 acre home, custom built, split wing design, has hosted events for up to 80 people. Um, looks like a party house for sure. That's where, you. I mean, you, you could get married here. Um yeah, what a cool spot. Wow. I like it. I want it. Can I Dan, can I have a raise? <laughs> I was gonna I was also just gonna let you guys know too, if you can't look at the web right now and um but are really interested in figuring this out, um Bill and Linda Sue Nelson, like Lauren said, they own Realty One. Um you can call Realty One at four six two thirty seven hundred. So you could give them a call. Um but Sounds like they'll be out there from 12 to 3 today. Go check it out. What a cool house. Yeah, very cool. Hey, before the break, we were talking about just some unique products that that we're offering. Um, and there's one other one that actually is kind of a common scenario around here. Oh, I know what you're going to say. We have we have a lot of unique properties around here. This being, uh, th this one in Templeton obviously being a very unique and beautiful property. We have a lot of properties that have... Um, acreage where there's a, a beautiful stick built home um but then there's also a, a mobile home on the property whether it's for storage or for you know living living you know as a granny unit type of thing or you know maybe you have like a little hobby vineyard and you have 
people who live on your property and help you maintain it. I get it a lot where it's adult children. Uh, yeah. So you you know, there's in fact a longtime listener of the show. We did a loan for a few years back. We kind of got lucky where um, the appraiser totally called it out. Oh, there's a manufactured home. So this is a five acre parcel out towards AG. Um, beautiful main house, and then like a um, you know manufactured home out on the other part of the uh, property and and it's a nice manufactured home so this permanent one foundation. yeah this one was actually new um newish anyway a couple years old but yeah exactly permanent foundation hooked up to utilities it's, it's a second residence and um in this particular case this guy's uh adult kids lived there on account of um housing's expensive around here it didn't really cost them much to have the thing going on because these things can be pretty affordable. I don't know if you know this, but if you cruise Craigslist and stuff, oftentimes you'll find people that are selling pretty decent manufactured homes for, I see them for as little as free if you move it, you know, 15, 25, 50,000 bucks. You could have a basically a whole second unit on your property. Um, anyway. Generally speaking, lending kiss of death. Yeah. Um, this situation, it's a single family stick built home with a manufactured home on permanent foundation all on the same parcel. It has been the the scenario that we for years have had to say it, there's just not a product out there for this. Investors don't like this situation. Um Every investor that we've ever encountered, you know, whenever we're getting new investors, we always ask them, can you do this type of property? Because it's a it's something that comes up all too often and we have to turn them away. Um, we finally have a product for it. We finally have a conventional Fannie Mae, you know, nice fixed rate loan option for this very situation. Um, and so it's it's something that we've longed for and it's finally available to us and it's it's just great so yeah. if that's a situation that you have you undoubtedly know how difficult it is to finance that type of property how limited the options are if there are any options we can now finance that we can do a purchase a refinance you know we, we can handle that situation now on a conventional loan yeah so it's a pretty cool thing yeah it, it's always been a really difficult conversation to have with somebody. It's like, I own this million-dollar property. I have a loan for $400,000, and I want to refinance it um, just to get a lower interest rate. Got 6.5%, you know? want to get a lower rate. Explore it a little bit further. Then you find out there's a manufactured home out on the property to which the owner responds, I'm, we're not even taking that into consideration. This is a million-dollar property without that, so just ignore it. And then you get in that tight spot where I'm like, yeah, I know. But listen, it's, it's a problem. in the lending world, this is a problem. And it's especially problematic for a lot of these people. They bought <coughs> using a non-conforming loan back in the 2000, early 2000s era. Where Alt-A lending did that all day long. They didn't care. Yeah, exactly. Turn a blind eye to it. It's not a big deal. And now all of a sudden, um, they come in to get a loan today, and we're like, ah, that's a disqualifiable factor right there. So I couldn't be happier to have this program, not because I think it's going to make up a ton of business for us, but I'm really excited that I no longer have to turn away those people that are obviously great borrowers and just have a characteristic that... 
unfortunately is a problem for so many banks. Yeah. So. Hey, we've got a caller waiting patiently on the line. We've got Pete calling from Slow. Good morning, Pete. Yes, I have, hi. I have a quick question. Um, let's say we have a, a million-dollar piece of property, commercial property, owner-occupied, in San Luis Obispo that appraises at a million dollars. It comes through that way. And the owners wanted to purchase it, and they were able to put uh, 20% down on a 30-year fix. Can you give me a rough idea what the interest rate range would run on that? So one thing that, I mean, we got to lead with just right away is that um, we're really residential lending. Um, We don't get into commercial all too often. Um, And so I don't feel like I can answer that question for you just on the fly. Is this, when you say it's a million dollar commercial property, we're talking like truly like a commercial business type of property. Office or retail or something like that? No, no, it's it's a commercial piece that's owner occupied at the present time. The owners would like to purchase it. And it's, you know, the seller wants a million dollars for it. It will appraise it a million dollars and the we're willing or the owners or or the occupants are willing to put up a $200,000 down or 20% down would like to finance the rest of it. Yeah. I, yeah. Sorry, Pete. I I don't have an answer for you on that. Um, We're, like I said, it's a, this is something where we kind of just limit our scope just into the pure residential side of this on account of it's, this is the piece that we're just we're experts at, and um, though we might be dangerously m- mediocre at commercial financing, we just don't do it. So, um, you know, m- I can give you an off-air referral um, to a company or two that you might be able to call and get that kind of answer from. Okay, well, I, uh, Steve Moss or works for you, doesn't he? Bob Moss. Bob Moss, I mean, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'll come in and talk to him. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Thanks for okay, the call, Pete. Thank you. I couldn't give you a, a better answer than that. Uh, just a, a scope problem. Yeah, commercial is just a whole different lending animal, so well, to speak. It's okay. A, yeah. All right. Thank you. All right. Thank thanks. You, Have a good one, Pete. Um, I know I, I kind of touched on this a minute ago. If there was a mortgage jeopardy, I'll go today. I think I could win today. Um, the tagline to Central Coast Lending, by the way, the mortgage experts, there's a reason why um, we're willing to say that. Or we're pretty proud of the fact that we have a radical depth of knowledge. Dan, last week um, on my birthday, we were in the office and we were talking about um, some law firm was boasting oh, 25 years of experience. <laughs> combined experience. Yeah, 25 <laughs> years of combined experience <laughs> under one roof. So we just grabbed a pen and paper and started scratching it out. We did the math. We're um, working on like 350 years of combined mortgage experience in our firm. Right. And I got to say, too, before you look at that and go, oh, you know, well, I would expect something like that. Some of us, the principals of the company, we're only 39 years old. So um, we haven't had lifelong careers to, to draw from here. Um, we do have a, a pretty good spectrum in the company. We've got some young bucks. Who's who's pulling up the tail end? I think our youngest employee is 25. Yeah, something yeah, like that. Somewhere in the ballpark. And our oldest employee? I don't think that's appropriate to say on the air. Late 60s. 
Sure. Why is it inappropriate? <laughs> I'm just saying we're we're the whole spectrum. Um, but yeah, anyway. Uh, we do we have a ton of experience. And one of the ways that you really get good at something is by specializing in just that thing. I don't take my eye off the ball too much in terms of, you know, other lenders in town have called through the years and saying, hey, well, you know, right now I'm selling this, <laughs> whatever this is, the pink drink, the Mona V, the Amway, the Mary Kay, <laughs> whatever you got, great products, I'm sure. I'm never distracted from residential lending. It's the thing that we do, and it's the thing we do really well. Um, so it's a bummer. Uh, I know because when, you, when you're talking about financing buildings, people often think that commercial and residential, there's a lot of overlap, and um, there's not really. Even commercial is also very different. Most of the time they're looking at a debt coverage ratio of a building as opposed to evaluating a borrower's debt-to-income ratio. So in any case, uh, there you have it. Uh, let's see here. That was an exciting show. I liked it. A lot of, a lot like of new it. products. A lot of, a lot Talk of... about the strength of the company. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's what I get. A couple weeks off, I'm energized. I wanted to come back and, um, you know, just kind of, again, fill the, fill the time with talking about um, the why, you know. I know when I go to these marketing things and kind of get coached on – on what you should be doing when you're out networking and marketing, people always say, well, tell me what the value is. Why should somebody want to come to you as opposed to any of the competition? So I think we did a good job of talking about that today. There's there's a lot of value. And depending on what segment of the show you listen to, I, I'm sure you picked up on some of it. And, you know, and again, at the end of the day, I just really want to be a resource for people. Um, thankfully, our business is broad enough and diverse enough. We don't depend on any one transaction anymore. So we're able to really be objective with people. I want to, I want to be able to coach you on exactly what is in your best interest. Um, if that's doing a deal with us, then fantastic. I'm be happy to facilitate that for you. If that means... Um, referring you to something else or to go explore something else, go do uh, or keep what you got. There's a, there's a real value to that. And so um, anybody that's looking to buy, buy your first home, buy your 10th home, buy your, you know, ski chalet up in the woods or buy that beach home that you've worked your whole life for um, any one of those, anything residential financing wise, I'd really just like to have the opportunity, um, to, to throw my hat in the ring. I want to, I want to show you, you know, I, I tell people, come on in and sit down. Um, just compare me to that last person you talked to or that next person you're going to talk to. Um, and I say me, but I'm talking about anyone at the staff, come in and see, um, it's up to us to, to show you the benefit to show you the value and then also to have the competitive products and pricing. Um, but you know, we just, we'd love to be able to throw our hat in the ring. If you're out there in the market, give us a call. We'd love to be one of your resources. Uh, we do have four offices around the County. Uh, we have an office out on the coast in Morro Bay. We have an office in San Luis, right on Marsh street. 
We're in a Tascadero uh, right off of the Sunken Gardens on El Camino Real. We're in Paso Robles on Spring Street. Um, one number will ring all of those offices, so you can call five four three loan. It's we're, hard. On, we're on Thirteenth Street in. Uh, what did I say? Spring. That's our old in address. Paso, yeah. My bad. It's right off of Spring yeah. on Thirteenth. Yeah. Um, but yeah, five four three loan rings all of the offices, and I'm certain that we can um, f- accommodate your schedule to get you into one of those offices, depending on your proximity. Um, get in and meet with a loan officer to kind of go over what unique fit there is for you. Um, if you're not quite ready to call and make an appointment yet, go to the website, centralcoastlending.com, poke around there. we got a lot of great information. There's an opportunity for you to fill out a loan application there, and then we'll get in touch with you. Um, happy Mother's Day happy to all the moms Mother's out Day. there. Uh, we wouldn't be here without you, literally. So thank you for that. Um, guys, we'll be back next week with another episode. Thanks so much. Be safe.